0: Welcome to Cannabis School. I'm your host, Jesse Angeles, And I'm Brandon Elder. And we're here to talk to you about everything pertaining to cannabis, from vape, flower, edibles, strains, and everything in between.
1: This week actually has been fantastic. This Mons Roll-On has been saving my life. How many of you right now have used your Mons Roll-On today? i have i have absolutely yeah where'd you rub it i put mine on my neck and my shoulders like right before hopping on because i know that before recording i'm always sore and i just want to move around more so it definitely helps yeah
0: i have bad bad tennis elbow for years i've had bad tennis elbow uh due to being that kid where somebody says don't do that because you'll regret it when you're older like shut up old man and now i'm the old man and i'm like man this hurts all the time, but. Seriously, when I, I put it on there for my tennis elbow, my left elbow is the worst. Within minutes, I'm feeling complete relief. It's a cooling sensation and then it'll heat and then cool. It's amazing. Mark, where are
2: you putting it on, brother? So I put it on my neck every day and not that I have neck pain or neck soreness, but I've had multiple neck surgeries and uh, I find it really helps my uh, range of motion. So for me, I'm doing it to maintain that, that range of motion and my flexibility so that I don't end up being stiff. Who you just
1: heard from is the founder of Mons Pura. Brandon, who are we talking to today? Oh, we're talking to Mark. Mark's an awesome guy. He's a sixth generation farmer and also an attorney. Uh, And a (laughs) boat captain. A wide variety of things here. Mark, what did you guys farm before you were
2: farming hemp? We were uh, actually, about the time we started farming hemp, we were raising about 10,000 acres of alfalfa. We've been uh, raising alfalfa and other specialty crops that we uh, actually process and export internationally for about three decades now.
1: Three decades. With farming,
2: did you farm the whole time you were in law school? No. Nope. Actually, my father, when I was growing up, told me, don't be a poor farmer. And so <laughs> it was that I, I went to school, get an education separate from. So I, I actually went and got a finance and accounting degree, and then I went to law school. And so I practiced law for about 10 years after I graduated from law school. And then I uh, became a commercial fisherman for almost two decades. Went out and I was a brine shrimp captain. And I did international exploration for our company. And so I, I worked abroad quite brine often. Brine shrimp captain. Yep. 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 I, I, we had a brine shrimp fleet. So I was a shrimp boat captain.
0: Bubba Gump shrimp.
2: There you go. Yes, sir. (laughs) I love me some
1: bubblegum. So I actually have a shirt. So
0: so I want to go back just a little bit,
2: Mark. So you had talked about you were an attorney. What type of attorney were you? Well, I started out actually in the prosecutor's office. So um, on the West Coast, I went to law school up there in Seattle. So I got a a job in the prosecutor's office and I was assigned to the drug gang task force. so, (laughs) So, So we prosecuted. Drug offenses, actually, and I'm sure during that time it was a lot of cannabis offenses as well. Yeah, there was a lot of cannabis offenses. The uh, the drug of the time was cocaine. That was you know oh yeah 1980s, and uh, but but cannabis was regular almost every day. What were
1: your thoughts on cannabis back then?
2: <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> to be honest with you, I uh, I really really didn't like. Uh, um, cannabis and and I actually had a pretty myopic view you know I was I was indoctrinated in the war on drugs and and not that they didn't have some good premises but clearly it was it was it was overbroad overreaching and it was misguided with uh with especially with regard to cannabis anyway my opinion now
1: definitely seems like you've come a long way you were what was that conversation first like when your kids came to you about cannabis
2: Hemp. Well that was kind of it was to be honest with you it was kind of intense um as things went on back back in about 2017 before the uh the current farm bill had passed my son was farming with me and um he asked me if if I would consider raising cannabis and I pretty abruptly told him no we're not doing it um about a year later actually he came to me and said dad you really need to to open your mind a little bit and He had done a bunch of research. And so he handed me a stack of articles, some research and some scientific, you know, articles. And so I, I read them. He said, now, how do you feel? I said, heck no, we're still not doing it. (laughs) It took me, it did take me a few years, actually. It really did to, uh, to actually see, uh, I had to look at both sides. But what was interesting is during that whole process, I really, really, really became convinced that uh, cannabis was had a potential to do just great things, really great things, um, and I, I had no no uh, preconceived notions of what might or might not happen. I literally, it was kind of like a a young person learning something for the first time, and so for me, it was a big journey. And and uh, you know, to see me jump in and and be where we are today was it, it's a big change for those who knew me. So you say young person,
0: would you mind sharing how old you are? I'm 60. Dude. So 60 made that jump. So you were a lawyer for a while. What made you leave that to go
2: into brine shrimp? Well, I, uh, I actually really loved the adventure of brine shrimping and uh, I was doing it more and more and more. And I was being gone more and more. And so I really didn't feel it was fair to the law firm or my, my clients to be gone so much. I retired from law and Went full time into the commercial fishing and the international exploration.
0: I, I want to hit on something critical. You had talked about you being a, a, a shrimp boat captain, and you wasn't just one, you were you were helping command a whole fleet, from my understanding.
2: Yeah, at and, the end we had 40 vessels or so when I retired. It's but- a lot of boats. <laughs>
0: You had talked about something that people may not think about, but when you're doing extremely dangerous jobs, hard jobs such as that, and and I was former Navy, and you're talking about, I mean, just the area between Washington and California, that San Diego area, con- I mean, it's it's rough waters. It's rough waters. And just thinking about the swells that you must have seen, must have just, at
2: first, gone, what am I doing here? But then after a while, I would imagine you still miss that. I I do love it. And I, people ask me all the time, you know, I would not have stopped doing it. It, it, uh, I loved it a lot. My partners, I had two partners and they, they were, they wanted to move on to something different. And so since we were partners, I agreed to that. Did you get a lot of injuries and not going fishing? Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I have lived a fairly active life. And so I've had a lot of injuries, Um, you know, broken bones and, and a f- few stitches along the way and some i have a few replacement parts and so i don't know i last counted was over 30 broken bones i think that i remember that's so impressive it's, it's him and jackie chan most broken yeah, I don't, bones. i don't know if it's impressive or stupid but <laughs> you know my opinion was always set it and get back to work
1: see i've never broke a bone i've sprained ankles and i've had lots of stitches but i've never broken a bone so to me up in the 30s it's like
0: wow <laughs> Yeah, I've I've only broken a few bones. I broke my collarbone and, and I can only imagine what you feel, Mark, because whenever there is a change in in barometric pressure, I feel it right here. I know when a storm is coming, your body must light up like a Christmas tree.
2: Yeah, you know, it it does. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that that, that was kind of surprising is when I was in my forties, you know, I was a shrimp boat captain. I thought I was invincible and I was diagnosed with arthritis. I couldn't believe it. You know, I thought I was invincible. I was a, I was a captain. Yeah. And uh, so that arthritis has, you know, really impacted all those injury areas over the years. It, it heightens them. I, I know where they're at. I I can draw the, the, the fractures.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, Mark, you had brought, you had told us about the medications you were on. Would you mind sharing how many medications you were on over those years? I, I took,
2: you know, a, a fairly wide array of uh, arthritis medications, probably some you'd heard of is Celebrex. I took the fairly large dose of Celebrex for, you know, the better part of a couple of decades. I took, uh, you know, Advil on a daily basis. Most days it was, if I could get by with 12 Advil, it'd be a good day, but most days it was 16. And I did that every day to keep my body going, keep the uh, inflammation down, you know, and it, pain pain was important, but if, if the inflammation got strong enough, it would, it would limit me and I wouldn't be able to, you know, lift and jump and run and stand and do all the things that I I was used to doing. And so I, I did, I had, uh, you know, lots of visits to doctors and lots of different medications. Um, and I had multiple different prescriptions, you know, I took tramadol. I've had to, you know, use those over the years. And, and I think that it kind of worked until it didn't. You know, and, and unfortunately the, the toll it took on my body was was fairly severe. And so, you you know, eventually I ended up in the hospital with bleeding ulcers. And so from that day on, which by the way is four years next month, from that day on, I didn't take a baby aspirin, an aspirin, an Advil or Celebrex. I haven't taken one since that day, but I had to stop taking those in order to, you know, save my life. It was important enough. I've, I remember the day you might find this amusing, but I was at the hospital there and, and, and I said, doc, I'm not dying here. He said, well, actually you are. <laughs> and I'm going to check you in, call your wife, tell her you're not coming home. And so, you know, from that day on, that's when I made that choice that, that no matter what I would do what I needed to do to get my health strong enough so I could at least live. So I quit taking all of the things that kept me moving, you know? And um, as you can imagine, you know, I, I got fairly stoved up after that. My arthritis, you know, came back with a, with a, a vengeance. I was, I was, uh, you know, my, my ankles wouldn't work. My shoulders, elbows, my fingers were, I couldn't make a fist. There was a period of several years. I couldn't snap my fingers. I literally couldn't snap my fingers. You know, So, you know, and sleep was of course impacted by that because, you, you know, I had a lot of pain and discomfort. So it, it wakes you from your sleep and yeah, Good sleep's kind of essential, and so I, I, I was, you know, I was experiencing what, what it was like not to be able to mask those injuries and symptoms. How
1: long after that was it that your sons brought you into cannabis?
2: Let's see, it was probably about six to nine months. Um, that well, so let me back up. I uh, growing cannabis. It, it was literally right at that time is when we were doing it right when all this happened was literally at the end of our first harvest. So we'd been working on that first year, you know, 70 to a hundred hours a week. And, you know, and I was on my feet every day, you know, 16 hours. And so I had been taking quite a bit of, you know, uh, anti-inflammatories. And, and that's probably what, what finally did in my, my stomach. And that's when I ended up in the hospital right at the end of that harvest, literally within days of the end of that harvest. I guess
1: that's perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Were you using CBD before that time at all?
2: I had tried it. I had tried multiple different um, brands. Uh, I tasted many, I don't know, maybe dozen different brands. And um, I I was kind of like a lot of people. If you had asked me, I would say CBD is good, but it doesn't work for me. And it was, clearly now i know that it was based on what what i was taking and how i was taking it but i didn't know that then and so my my opinion was that cbd worked for people who needed to be calmed down or need a little rest but it clearly wasn't something that would help with my my symptoms that was my opinion
0: i'm thinking about like what you had said before when when you started taking it and your sons they experimented with multiple different flavors and and different methods are there what do you remember from like your first interactions when taking a teacher, what was the taste like for you? And did you tell them boys, you can make this better?
2: (laughs) Well, I'll I'll tell you what 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 happened was, you know, we had decided that we would we would build a processing facility and the boys came to me and said, hey dad, we want to use you for a guinea pig on our on our on these cannabis formulas because you don't anything in your blood. So so (laughs) basically what they had done is they had devised that they would they would uh give me the the CBD and then they would do uptake studies. You know, so I got, I think I drug tested 50 times that first year. Right. So, so they would give me the product. I don't think I'd ever been drug tested in my life, by the way, just so you know, I think (laughs) that was the first times, but it was a weekly basis. And so in those days, you know, we didn't have flavors and uh, like we have today. And in fact, those days we were working on our refinement. We we had the extraction and, and the processing figured out, but, but they were, you know, they were developing. And so literally in, in the first days, they, they would come with a syringe and put it in a spoon and I, I would take that spoonful. It wasn't flavored at first at all. It was pure natural and I didn't like it. I didn't like the flavor, but I was willing to do it. And 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 I actually had no expectations about what would happen to me. Really, we were focusing on the, the studies, the drug uptakes. And so, you know, over over the next several months, I, we, tr- we tried a lot of different flavors because the boys would formulate, you know, try this mint or try this citrus. They had some flavors that were pretty, I thought would be great, but were terrible. I, I thought root beer would taste great, but it, it didn't work very good. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't, you know, it didn't I thought well. that was going to be, I was excited, but it, but it wasn't very good. And so, uh, and, and, and I will tell you at the same time, they were developing flavors for the animals and so I I tasted all the flavors, the bacon and the fish and <laughs> peanut butter, and, and they weren't bad. I, what was the worst one? Oh, I didn't like the fish at all. That's all yeah, I was about to say. That that salmon, I, I eat salmon, but that salmon flavored CBD was not good, in my opinion. But the the cats like it.
1: I tried so, the uh, bacon one when we did a review on no, um, one of them on the episode. I tried it and I was like, oh, yeah, it tastes like bacon, but it's like... Yeah.
2: It does. It was my choice. I like it. I think it smells and tastes good. I think it's pretty darn close. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. actually at the beginning, um, I, I really, you know, was just doing it for the, for the study impact. I really didn't have any expectations of any personal benefits. You know, Had you asked me, do you have problems sleeping? I would have said, no, I, I don't sleep because I wake up from pain, but I don't have problems sleeping mm-hmm. in my mind. When and did had you start me, to feel a difference? Within about uh, probably 10 to 14 days. I started to feel pretty, for me, they were significant differences. Um, I felt like I was waking up much more rested and I felt like I was getting a more sound sleep, which was odd to me because I still had a little pain. You know, I did start Mm -hmm. to see though, within a couple of weeks, um, dramatic uh, differences in, in my range of motion. You know, I started to feel like my shoulders had had a lot better range of motion within about, the first month, um, I my granddaughter came and I was showing her how to click her fingers, and it all of a sudden occurred to us all. My goodness, he's he's clicking his fingers. <laughs> he hadn't done that forever, you know. And so, uh, within about a month, uh, I, I started to feel um, a pretty significant reduction in my pain in my joints, and um, I, I was pretty convinced that it was demonstrable. I I could feel it, and I. I, you know, and, and the boys were starting to to be pretty excited about, wow, I mean, we're seeing this. You know, this is a guy that couldn't get on his horse. You know, I told my partner, don't put shoes on my horse because I can't get on. Mm-hmm. I was I was back on the horse and back climbing in the tractor again. And, uh, and and I was back on my surfboard, which, you know, for me was important. And I hadn't been able to do it. I was I was stowed up enough. I could not get on a board. And, you know, within a month or two, I was back on a board every Saturday, as long as I wanted. And that, that made a big difference. I could, we could see it. Yeah. Is it, it.
1: is it true that your boys pulled a fast runner on you with a
2: placebo? (laughs) Yes, they did. I, uh, about, about four or five months into taking the the products by then we'd, we'd come up with some pretty good flavors. And I will tell you just back up within about two months, I told them we are going to produce this product I'll stroke the check. This is, we have to do this. We need to make this. Let's get the research done. Let's make this. Cause for me, it was impactful. I, it was a nine day difference. So I I was, you know, I was going to be the poster boy. This is so great. I love this, you know, and I was sharing it with family members who had had significant, you know, changes. then about four or five months into it, all of a sudden I started to not quite feel as good. And it was fairly quick. Like, Man, within a week, my hand was starting to ache a little bit and my shoulder was hurting. One night I woke up two in the morning, staring at the ceiling, thinking, Oh my gosh, I knew this was too good to be true. I just, Oh my gosh. I was so disappointed because I felt great. Then all of a sudden I was disappointed. And, uh, but, but I, you know, I was kind of embarrassed. I don't want to tell the boys. Right. So, so, so I'm like, I was keeping it to myself and just stewing over it. Right. And then about the third night, you know, the attorney and me came out, and I was negotiating with myself, right, laying there wide awake. So finally, I decided that's it. I, I'm going to go tell the boys I figured it out. And so I, I I remember the morning I went in the lab, and 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 both my boys, Richard and Aaron, were in the lab. I said, "Hey, do, do you guys think maybe that you know you've just given me so many different CBD, so many different things over the last several months that my body got used to it?" And they're like, well, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Well, you know, for the last maybe." 10 days to two weeks. I just I've been feeling worse and worse and worse. And I'm getting worse range of motion and I'm not sleeping. And they're like, well, so when did it start? And I told them, and then they both just started laughing, you know. And and I'll be honest with you, I I like was a little clueless then. I didn't think it was that funny. And uh <laughs> <laughs> and and then they said, Well, you know, Aaron said, Well, you know, Richard, in his mind, he placebo you. <laughs> And, and they, they totally fooled me because back in those days, remember, they, they would give me the oil and I would take it each morning. Then they would record it. What I was, you know, whatever test we were doing, I totally didn't realize it. Richard took the CBD out of the oil and was just giving me oil, you know, cause in his scientific mind, he was like, oh my gosh, this is too much. This, this guy's got, he wants to feel better, you know? And so, so they did, they placeboed me and, and, uh, and it had been exactly by the way, two weeks before I went to talk to him that they have oh, done. That's funny. <laughs> so we that's learned, terrible. we learned a couple of things, right? Two real important things. One is, you know, CBD is not a cure. It just helps our body help itself. And the other thing is you can write your kids out of the will with a stroke of the pen. <laughs> yeah, <I'm about> right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go into
0: a little bit with Richard and and, and Aaron. Uh, tell us, you know, why, I mean, they're not just a bunch of guys that read some cool stuff online and said, let's try and make it. Like. Tell us a little bit more about your boys and why it's so important that we
2: understand who they are in the process of, of Mons Pura. Sure. Sure. So, you know, um, the guys grew up around us. All right. So I've, I've had processing facilities, you, you know, for 30 years. And so, when, for instance, Richard was a young boy, he used to come and he would like be hanging out around the lab. We had a, a wet lab with, you know, half a dozen, eight guys working in there. And we had a dry lab with four or five guys working in there uh, We when we were producing, you know, uh, feed regimens and and also uh, additives and vitamins. And so he would be hanging out there. Right. So when he when he grew up, he he went to college and became a scientist. That's what he he went to school for was to become a scientist. And and it just it always rang true to him. He loved to figure things out and he loved, you know, being on the farm and all the boys, you know, grew up driving tractors and they were on the farm and they grew up, you know, riding around on the boats and flying the airplanes and things that we did. But in the heart, Richard really was a scientist. And so he he went on to to become a scientist. And after that, he, he decided that he would also go to law school. So he he went on to law school and he wanted to learn a little bit more about intellectual properties, patents, and formulas and recipes. And so he continued his education. Aaron had always loved the farming and the, and the growing and the, and the manufacturing aspects. And so, uh, after he'd gone to school in economics, he came and land management, he came and was farming with me at the, uh, run our, our big plant and he was running the, and helping with the, uh, the production facility that we had. So they, they have that background in, in, uh, science, agriculture, and manufacturing foods and food items. So yeah, they 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 kind of had the background to do the research. But I will tell you, Aaron was the first one. He figured it out and he came to us and and once I was sold on it, I told him, let's do this, but I'll only do it if you can talk Richard into it. And so he had to start the process all over again and talk his big brother into doing it. Because <laughs> because him and his law background, he was a little against cannabis also and so i told him i'll only do it if we have richard's background because we need it we really do rely on his scientific background a lot
1: yeah it seems like you guys have created one of the cleanest products that we found to date so yeah appreciate that i appreciate it. that's been our goal from the beginning i have yet to meet richard but the rest of the team has been fantastic so
0: i've yeah, yeah. met richard and i'll tell you it's um to get on the same level of him as far as scientific explanation, especially about cannabinoids and everything else like that, like it, it was, it was, re- it was very refreshing to be able to talk to somebody within these types of facilities. Because Brandon, see a bunch of them. I've seen a bunch of them, and a lot of times it's a bunch of bro science. And I don't want to be cruel to anybody who may be developing that type of product of, of CBD within tinctures, gummies, etc. But quite honestly, Brandon and I have tried dozens and dozens of different types. And one of the things that really got us was the scientific approach that you guys take. And I actually want to touch on that one on the testing. uh, Can you share with us the testing that you do and why it's vital when when, when you've got consumers out there looking for a, a viable, strong, and very well put together cbd product like why is it important to have the testing
2: well that's a great question well look cannabinoids are they're small right and and when we start talking about things like our endocannabinoid system those are really molecular things and you need to have a a fairly you know specific a laboratory to to actually analyze and look at what what's going on within those things, and so when we first started, Richard said, "Look, I have one requirement. I want one instrument. I want a laboratory, but I just want one instrument. It's called a gas chromatography machine." And he said, "I want one that pairs up really good with the one the state of Utah uses, and they use up at the university, so that when I run that instrument, my test results can be compared to theirs." And so that was really huge for us. You know, the turnaround on on most of these profiles is seven to 10 days. Richard can run 150 of those a day through his lab. So when we're doing development and we're doing research, you know, we can, we can do a lot of that just right there in house.
1: Don't give us names, um, but you've done testing on a lot of other CBD brands. What have been the results that you
2: guys have found? (laughs) So we have done a lot of testing and I'll tell you that we've tested. um, So I'll, I'll start with, some of the interesting things we have found and we, we set up pretty strong guidelines. Some of the things that we knew to watch for were lead, mercury, arsenic, cadmium for as far as metals. And then, mm-hmm. you know most of the, the pesticides, mostly not so much herbicides, but a lot of pesticides like permethrin. So we started watching for those things in the first 10 that came in and we tested at our facility, all 10 failed. And we found in those 10 lead, mercury, arsenic, cadmium, permethrin, um, not, not everything in all of them, although some did have everything in it. Um, and, but, but, you know, then beyond that, we started seeing a lot of products on the shelves and so we would buy it and run and test it, or maybe a friend would give it to us. And, um, and, and so we've seen a lot of, of interesting, um, uh, things that don't quite match up with the labels. <laughs> so One of the probably most pervasive things that we saw was that many of the labels didn't represent what was really in the product. Really? So, so yeah, it would say something like, well, I won't say a name, but there's a particular company that, that was advertising 4,500 milligrams of CBD in their product. And when I first saw it, I will, I'll tell you. And I thought, well, that's awesome. Oh my gosh, oh, how did yeah. they do that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> we tested, there was 246 in there.
1: And the whole bottle?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, so you have to read the fine print. They're using smoke and mirrors. So basically what they're saying is, we have this proprietary micro-encapsulating process that makes our uh, CBD mysteriously more powerful. So we can 9X our, uh, our product. And, and so- <laughs> <laughs> I know. So we see some of that. And we saw that quite often. Probably, um, I, well, I will tell you this, uh, that first year when we first got the machine up, we, uh, we brought in uh, nine or 10 different products and nine or 10 of those products all failed. They, they didn't have what they said they had in them. And that's, that's a, a big issue, you know, is how much is really in there. I will say probably the one of the most common things we find is residual alcohols um i thought f- we find that a lot just from their extraction methods mm-hmm. or their poor extraction methods yeah yeah. So, yeah yeah after they'd extract you know they're not finishing the refining and so we see that often um i w- i will say that that there are some products that are they're good they i mean as far as what they say they have they have and you know sometimes we we say we would like a little more in there because you know we think the the efficacy of of small doses is is pretty diminished mm-hmm. but and, and that's probably the most common thing we see is that you know there's just not very much actual CBD in there. The other right. thing that we find a lot is is isolates instead of full or broad spectrum. We see a lot of, but that's becoming less and less. By the way, less and less and less isolates. Really, um, when you have contaminated biomass like like I talked about, what we saw, if if you'll run it through a chemical batch and burn it down and burn everything off, but that isolate, you, you can probably burn off some of those. Heavy metals and pesticides and insecticides that were in the test, but then you'll just end up with with the actual isolate. There's
1: something you were talking about previously. We talked, um, and you were mentioning that there's scientists that told you there's something you guys couldn't do with your product. What <laughs> what was that thing you can't
2: do? Gummies have become pretty popular, but mm-hmm. one of our holdbacks for gummies all along has been that the bioavailability, the efficacy of it's not. You know, it's high because you, your stomach's going to deteriorate that. and Yeah, and you lose so much through eating it. It won't be absorbed. And so we've always, Richard's had this goal that what if we could make a gummy that, that's absorbable? Well, the problem is to do that. How, how are you going to do that in something that will stay firm or in a, in, in, a molded, in a molded? So basically he's come up with a proprietary blend that, that's based on MCT oil. So so, our gummies are actually not water based they're m c t oil based and so literally the gummy is the same exact dose that you're taking in a in a standard tincture or but it's 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 uh based on m c t oil so that our our bodies can absorb it and, and we get you know substantially higher absorption rates it's really it's amazing and so the key was right to build something like that 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 didn't taste really like some kind of you know cleaning fluid or oh, yeah. that, most of them do. They taste like some kind of alcohol or liquor oh, yeah. or something, yeah. you know. And and they're so coated they, in sugar of some sort. Yep, you know, yep. You know, they they coat them in sugar because that's how they can keep them sticking together because they're using you know a, a gelatin base. So the scientists were talking about you know when he saw it, he's like I ca- I can't believe he did it. I I told Richard he couldn't do that.
1: <laughs> so. Do you know the comparison of bioavailability from the MCT gummies versus like a standard water soluble? yeah it
2: varies so each, each gummy is a little different but generally we think about 45 to 65% when we think of something you chew up and swallow as far as the mineral value we think of about 45 to 65% in in these in these gummies we think it's about 85 to 90% which so, is
1: so much higher than you get with any other bioavailability of edibles of anything yeah it's so.
2: almost as good as as a tincture it's really close
0: Uh, That's pretty amazing too. I mean, the taste, you know, we, 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 we use the, uh, was a pink lemonade and it's absolutely delicious. But it, the one thing I will say about this, um, gummy is that it it is completely different uh, beyond any of the other ones I've ever tried. Uh, just like Brandon said, like we've tried CBD ones where it tastes like a tire and you're like, Oh, and it's got some sugar in it. And they're like, oh, but it's lemon flavored. And they're like, that's nothing like lemon. If, if those are lemons, then they must hate you.
1: You're um, like, this is like lemon cleaner, but yeah. like, I'm not yeah. sure what you're it's, tasting here.
0: <laughs> it's fabuloso underneath yeah. my my sink where I clean my floors yep. with, yep. right? <laughs> and like you said, I mean, 10 to 14 days, you're starting to feel a difference. You are, I mean, I've seen your knuckles. You know, you, you inspire me to get this for my dad uh, because <laughs> my dad has horrible arthritis. He's almost 70. And he's got one knuckle that is just like fused into place. And he's like, he's, he's shoveling as many ibuprofens. Like you talked about it. Like you're not standard, you know, civilian uh, dosing. You're going military dosing there, you know, at least 1600 milligrams in one day of, of ibuprofen. That's most doctors would say that's going to cause really hard problems. You're like, I can't move without it. Yeah. That's it. Just taking that amount alone. So Actually, I wanted to ask on that. So, can you kind of give us a, a quick rundown as far as the products that you guys have developed so far that are available?
2: Oh, yep. So, um, of course, our base are the uh, the two thousand milligram tinctures, and they come in multiple flavors. We have natural flavor, which is really quite popular, and and I I've I've become quite accustomed to it. I kind of like it, but we have mint explosion and and we have citrus burst. We also do make a product though, for those people who can't have any THC, you know, we know a little THC is great for us. The entourage effect is real. We don't have to even speculate anymore. Now there's tons of great research that shows it's real. So little, little THC is good for us. We know that, but some people can't have that mostly because of their employment. Right. And mm-hmm. so we make a product we call broad spectrum. And it's THC free. So it has, The full spectrum of cannabinoids in there, which is really, really, really important. That's a topic for a whole long discussion. We're able to eliminate just the THC. So that product's really become popular for those who want to benefit from cannabinoids, but, but have to be careful about testing. Then we also have uh, topicals because you know ingesting is a great way and it does regulate with our endocannabinoid system. But topicals are great to focus, like you say, with the roll-on on your neck or your elbow, your back. So we have we have the the pain cream roll-on, which is. Uh, as you know, pretty pretty magical. We also have a healing cream. The healing cream is is in a lotion form, and um, it, it's used for a variety uh, kind of a, a variety of purposes. But the most important thing is, it really is a healing cream. It's a wonderful lotion. If you want to have soft hands, I think I have the softest farmer's hands around because I I do I put it on every day. But I find benefits even you know for me, and I, I actually apply it to my knuckles every day because I want that concentrated. CBD there on my knuckles, but it's wonderful for healing and and for scar reduction too. We do have a pet product. You know, animals have an endocannabinoid system just like us, and mm-hmm. they're really really mm-hmm. susceptible to it. And so we we decided to build a really potent full spectrum product for our animal friends, and so uh, we we've had you know huge huge success with that. People love it. We've seen a lot of really great success stories with with pets. My uh, puppy takes it every day. Yep. Nope. She loves that.
1: Why are cannabinoids so important in your CBD products?
2: That's a great question. Um, you know, sometimes I I know it's not exact, but I love to use the example of a multivitamin. You know, vitamin E is important, but it isn't the whole shebang. And when people say CBD, we we understand that it's it's a term that that generally means all of the cannabinoids. But that actual cannabidiol, you know, cannabinoid is important, but it's not the whole shebang and we know that if you want to get real benefit you're going to need to have the rest of that spectrum you want some CBN and CBG and CBV you're going to want a little THC because those cannabinoids also interact with our endocannabinoid system and if if you want a good night's rest don't just take CBD if you want relief from your arthritis don't just take CBD that's like saying if you want to if you want to be healthy don't just take vitamin C so all of our products are all natural And, you know, that's something that we've really, especially with those ingestibles, to make them taste good with all natural ingredients has has been a project. But I think we've made it. We're there.
0: Yeah, I remember you had said something about, and it just goes to test like, how unique this product is. So you talked about the pain roll on. And uh, you had said, you know what I do? I put it on my feet. (laughs) And I thought that was strange as could be. But Brandon was like, I'm going to try it out. And I tried out the exact same time.
1: Brandon, what was your experience, man? So that day I had been, I think it was the day I was working with my dad. Oh, it was. So he was randomly doing sprinklers in his park and was like, hey, I need to do this. I thought I was done at like noon. So I'm hosing off my feet with my shoes on, my socks, because they're covered in mud. And right after that, he realizes, hey, there's no electrical running under my driveway from this side to this side. So where I think I'm done at noon, I had six more hours of working on my feet, doing stuff with wet socks and wet shoes. So I got home and my feet were just killing me. And I rolled it on my feet and I took like two droppers of the tincture. And obviously it's me. So I went and smoked a whole bunch and my feet just were so relaxed. It took all of the pain away. And within like a couple of minutes, it just... Yeah. It is amazing.
0: Yeah. I, I had one, I mean, I tried it multiple times on my feet. I have slight pain in my feet. I have a little bit of uh d- diabetic neuropathy in my feet. I'm not a heavy guy by any sense, but unfortunately through the wonderment of genetics, uh, I've got our, I've got type two diabetes and, uh, you know, I've used it there, but the time that was the most impactful for me with this. So there's a water park near where we live and, uh, we went there with the family, and my six year old son wanted to go on this slide you got to go up and you carry this like i don 't know like a like a little like a like a toboggan thing i don 't know what the hell they call it, but you get on it and then you go down this slide and you go straight down but walking up and down this thing was killing my feet and by the end of that day i i couldn 't even walk very well and when I got home, I rubbed this on was sitting in my room, just kind of thumbing through my phone. 15 minutes later, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm
2: going to get myself some food and no pain. It's I, crazy. Uh, I hear these stories all the time. And I'll, I'll tell you, it took me a little bit to do it. Finally, it took my wife saying we had done an event and, and I was standing in the booth for like 16 hours in my dress shoes. And I came back oh. to the hotel and I said, I don't think I can stand there tomorrow for 16 hours. She said, put it on your feet. I'm like, I'm not putting roll on, on the bottom of my feet. So she said, I'm telling you, do it. I did. And the next day it just dawned on me, my goodness, my feet don't hurt. I was able to do it. Well, it taught me a lesson since then, you know? And so, you you know, if I work out, even if I surf, my feet get sore, put it on that night and I'll feel better. It really does work. I think almost everybody, I have put it on thousands and thousands of people. Everyone feels it. You'll feel it.
1: Oh yeah, I put it on before I go work on something every day because I start, I wake up hurting. And so put it on, takes that away. I can still have like a normal range of motion without having the crazy inflammation all in my back. And yeah, it's just like a simple roll-on. I carry this thing with me. I have a little goodie bag of medicine and it's got my tincture, my pens, like my roll-on. Basically, I'm like, all right, some ground up flour, my packs, this bad boy comes with me everywhere.
2: <laughs> it's awesome. I keep one in my boat, in my truck, and in my tractor. I do, because you don't know when you'll need it, and it's nice to have it there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I have been very impressed, Mark, with, with the company that you have helped create with your boys. And I, I say with your boys, because they are a, a really the reason why we have this wonderful product. And then being able to bring you into the fold. Uh, Aaron trying to, I mean, let's just real big round of applause for Aaron, everybody, because Aaron was able to push this because seriously, I mean, we, we're, we love the Manspiro products so much that, that we, we came to him and said, Hey, look, you know, how can we partner with you to be able to get this out to our audience? Because our audience asks us all the time, like, what are the strains that you guys recommend? What are the products? What are the brands? And when it comes to CBD, honestly, we, we've had a lot of them like gifted to us, like here, try it out. And, uh, yeah, every um, CBD company we go to
1: is like, Hey, try try our stuff.
0: Yeah. and, And it's at the same point now where, you know, when somebody asks me like, Hey, do you want to try this strain? If they hand me a joint pipe, whatever, I'll ask them, what is it? And they, if they can't tell me, I won't touch it. And I have gotten to that same point with CBD because if somebody goes, Hey man, just have a CBD gummy, like it's supposed to be good for me. Like I would rather take one of those Gatorade gummies, to be honest, because at least I know that what's in it, and it's going to be sugar, gelatin, and whatever random stuff they put in there, and sodium. But with these products, I, I mean, honestly, for me, and, and, I, and I'm speaking for Brandon, and Brandon will say too, it has literally changed the way I have felt about high-quality CBD. And it has really taken it up another level. The, the, the bar is set high with this,
2: really high. That. You know, when we started... You know, we said, look, we have the chance to build it from the beginning. We, we, we built it with the end in mind. We, we weren't under the gun to do anything other than to make the product we wanted. And we started with a real simple, simple principle. We said, if if we wouldn't give it to our own family, we won't give it to yours. And we just kind of live by that. If if we, anything that we, we sell to the public, it would be something we would give to our own family first. Wow.
1: That's what we like to hear that's why we give it to our family here so yeah absolutely with you guys thanks for tuning in this week guys yeah again thank you guys for listening mark thank you for being on
0: here guys if you guys are really interested in, in what we've talked about today and i know you are go down to the link below and we are so grateful for that and we want you to be able to try
1: the most amazing cbd product we have ever come across check it out in the show notes and uh help us reach 420 supporters on patreon so
0: Mm -hmm. thank you guys so much have yourself an elevated day